This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit, in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest, and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Lott and Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leaders voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. Welcome to America's Roundtable. It is Saturday morning, and a special welcome to our engaged and enlightened listeners in the Midwest and the South, America's heartland. This weekend on America's Roundtable Radio, we are honored to host a principal leader who has served in the judiciary with great distinction and honor, retired judge and former chief judge of the Michigan Court of Appeals, Henry Saad. During his career as a lawyer and his tenure on the Michigan Court of Appeals, Judge Saad taught evidence, ethics, and labor law for over 40 years as an adjunct professor at Wayne State University Law School and University of Detroit Mercy Law School. In 1994, then-Governor John Engler appointed Henry Saad to the Michigan Court of Appeals, a role he held for 23 years, including a term as Chief Judge of the Michigan Court of Appeals. Judge Saad was nominated to the federal court by President George H.W. Bush and to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit Court by President George W. Bush. Judge Saad retired from the appellate court in 2017. Judge Henry Saad serves as special counsel in Plunkett Cooney's appellate law practice group. Judge Henry Saad, welcome and a good morning to you, sir. Welcome to America's Roundtable. Welcome, Judge Saad. Well, good morning to both of you. It's always wonderful to hear your voice. And Judge Saad, on the topic of national security and defense and the rule of law, the Biden administration, similar to the Obama administration, is propping up Iran, a state sponsor of terrorism and a known regime that has openly stated its hatred of America and the Jewish state of Israel. And in fact, Iran's neighbors are on the receiving end when Iran's proxies have attacked oil refineries in Saudi Arabia and the UAE. Now, the Trump administration withdrew America from the Iran nuclear deal that was implemented by the Obama administration. And just last week, the Justice Department charged an Iranian operative in a suspected scheme to kill former Trump administration National Security Advisor John Bolton. Now, the charging documents are sealed on Wednesday referenced an unnamed second target, referred to as a former senior high-ranking Trump administration official. And according to reliable sources, Mike Pompeo is that unnamed second target. We also have the added concern with a porous U.S. southern border. And today, reports revealed that President Joe Biden is tantalizingly close to reviving the Iran nuclear deal. <laughs> well, Judge Henry Saad, critics and even Iran's close neighbors, Arab nations, say that Iran cannot be trusted and Israel has issued credible warnings. What would a nuclear-armed Iran mean for America and the world? 
And if we cannot deter Russia, a nuclear-armed nation, from destroying a sovereign state on the European continent, how in the world will a Biden administration cordon a nuclear-armed Iran? Well, it, it's funny you should ask the question that way, because I think about that and I say, well, how in the world does any human being, including Obama, have the right to take a billion and a half dollars in cash and pallets and send it over to Iran? That blows your mind just thinking about it. What do you mean a billion and a half in cash? Who gave you the right to do that? And who are you giving it to? The, the, the nation that everybody has already known, including every international ordinance, that says is the biggest state sponsor of terror. You're going to give it to them. Well, fast forward the clock, you give $85 billion worth of weapons, the most advanced weapons in the world, to Al-Qaeda and the Taliban in Afghanistan. And you're reviving the Iranian deal. God, does that sound familiar? And, you know, and Kerry is doing all this under the aegis of Obama and circumventing the United States Senate, who doesn't get to say yes or no on treaties. Somehow let's circumvent the rule of law and make this my own little play box. Now, the fact that Obama has the Muslim Brotherhood in his White House a gazillion times and deals with them and they're in bed with Iran and they're behind Hezbollah that's destroying Lebanon and proxies in Syria and other wars in the Middle East and a fatwa on Salman Rushdie and Israel is next and then they want to bomb California and our coast. Well, maybe should we should give them another billion and a half dollars in cash on pallets. I, I don't know why Biden's waiting. They're printing money like crazy anyway right right now. Well, but let's print another billion and a half and send it to it. Joel, you see how absurd this This is absurd as saying, I don't know if their border policy is very effective. Oh, yeah, it is. And their mind is very effective because that's their purpose. That's their objective. While the Republicans, the rhinos in the House and the Senate are saying, we think that they're really incompetent. They're not doing the job at the border. Yes, they are. They're doing exactly what they want, just like they're undermining God. They're undermining the family. This is systematic. Whether it's Afghanistan, Iran, throw Israel under the bus, throw Flynn under the bus, throw the rule of law under the bus, take children in school and white children and tell them that they are the problem. Oh, we get to take five, six, and seven-year-olds and, and brainwash them on sexuality and bisexuality and every other kind of sexuality. And if you object like DeSantis, you're the bad guy. Don't say gay bill, even though it's not a don't say gay bill. What it is is parents have the right to say, don't teach my six-year-old about transsexual, bisexual, or anything sexual. Teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic. And who in the hell do you think you are to teach my kids anything about it? I don't want them to teach my high school kid this crap. Mm, so that's right. it's all the same thing. We just we scratch our heads and say, how is it possible? Then he gives a billion and a half in cash to, to a terrorist regime. How is it possible you give 85 billion in arms to these people? A high schooler knows. They interviewed high schoolers. They said, no, first you take out all that wonderful weaponry. You make sure that that airport, which is the most advanced, is secured. You get your people out. And then the last is the military, not the other way around. 
That's not rocket science. That's not rocket science. This was the worst embarrassment in the history of our country on the international scene for anything military, as was the Iranian deal the most embarrassing on the international scene for our own. I don't call it's not incompetence. This is exactly what they wanted. Why did, why do they hate Trump so much? He puts where does he put the capital of Israel? What does he do with the Golan Heights? Who's the best friend of Israel in the history of our in the history of their history since 1948, since the birth of Israel? Same year of my birth. So we're born together, Israel and Judd Sai. And they stand as the beacon for law and order and democracy. But they're the bad guys, right? So they're the bad guys in the Middle East. We're the bad guys on the world scene. We're racist, homophobic. I mean, you go down all the phobics, right? Now, we happen to be the country that's done more good for more people throughout the world and the history of our country, the most generous. We don't take other people's land. We liberate countries that started a war like Germany and Japan. We help get back on their feet. Who does that? Who does that in the history of the world, right? Now, there was slavery. Yeah, slavery is bad, but it happened to be here since the Bible. Who's the only country that fought a war to stop it? We did. Who had a civil rights movement to correct all this awful stuff? We did. Who's made tremendous progress? We have. Has Zimbabwe? Has Mugabe? Oh, no. A gun to your head if you don't give up your farm. Supreme Court says that's not good. So Mugabe puts a gun to the head of the Supreme Court in Zimbabwe. That's how it happens throughout the world. Here, the arc of our country is improvement year after year after year, whether it's science, technology, humanity, generosity, something happens in Haiti, it's American ships that are going in there to help them out. We don't ask what their color is, doesn't make any difference. So what's happening on the international scene? Is it any different? Carry of all, of all people, <laughs> it's open there, and they're gonna give them more money and we know that they're going to get the nuclear bomb. They're going to get the nuclear bomb. Our negotiations are giving them the green light to do it in X number of years. What is the excuse? Well, they'd get it earlier if we didn't do this. I see. So you're going to give a serial killer, and you're going to negotiate. So five years from now, you'll give the serial killer the weapon, but he's just not going to get it right now. And, and do common people know that that's crazy? Yeah. And we know it's crazy. And it's very dangerous, and I don't think Israel's going to let that happen. And how can we reverse all these uh, developments on the domestic and the foreign policy scene? I mean, we are obviously, uh, you know, all what you said, this is like a self-destruction in all areas, domestically, right. internationally. What do we do? I think we all moved to Sweden. No, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, 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 well... As you said at the outset, uh, Natasha, quite astutely, we have to elect constitutional conservatives who love the rule of law and understand that it's equal justice under the law and that lady in front of the Supreme Court has blinders on for a reason, not to criminalize political differences. So we need to elect. We need to secure our borders with people who will actually do it. So people wait in line, come in through merit, 
And who's going to do that? If only if you have an administration that allows that to happen. You need leaders. In the criminal justice system, you need to bring in U.S. attorneys and prosecutors at every level and get rid of the George Soros-funded prosecutors who want criminals out on the street, regardless of the impact on the community. And of course, those virtuous, self-important, arrogant, egotistical people on the left, well, they're, we're here to help the people, really? And it's the minority communities that are being the most savaged by the very people they're putting out on the street. Whether on the border, they're exploiting Hispanics, which is why Hispanics are leaving in huge numbers to come to the Republican Party, because they see that these people are not doing them any favors on the left. None at all. They're hurting them, just like they're hurting the blacks by the destruction of the black family. So, yes, new prosecutors, bet judges better so that we have judges who enforce the rule of law. And the education system here in Florida, for example, we have people running now for school boards and people who are running for president are in their campaigns uh, and they're recommending them and people are looking. I'm asking my neighbors, who is this person? So we have people on school boards that aren't brainwashing our children. We have to litigate for freedom, just like people at the Beckett Fund and the Alliance Defending Freedom and the American Center for Law and Justice. In other words, you need to fight back. You need to be on offense by getting school board members, getting prosecutors, changing the criminal justice system, litigating for freedom having your think tanks as active groups and being out there and training legislators as they come in on what's important policy. And when our friends are attacked, you rally around them. You don't go hide because you don't want to be the next target, whether it's Scooter Libby or it's Flynn, who are outrageously attacked for something they did not do. And, and, and on any level, and you dismantle the administrative state. Mm. We took First step with the Supreme Court opinion that said Chevron isn't the law. Mm. You don't defer to them just because it's the administrative state. You're not, you can't have three branches of government in one so that they promulgate the laws, they prosecute the laws, they investigate, they also adjudicate because where do you go? You can't have all power in one. You, you have more independent law schools. You have more independent universities like Liberty, like Ave Maria, like Hillsdale, like homeschooling, like vouchers. You change your education system to get rid of the monopoly, whether brainwashing your children. In high tech, you see that, oh, the Biden administration is working with Twitter to tell them who to get off Twitter. This isn't, and conservatives say, well, you know, the Constitution only speaks to government actors, they're private companies. No, they're not private. These people are working hand in hand with the Democrats to try to quash conservative voices. This is government action. It's like in schools. If you have the gut police go into somebody's uh, locker, the, the school can't say, well, it wasn't us. But if you work hand in hand with the police, it is government action. And yes, you have violated the Constitution. And yes, we can regulate you. So whether it's high tech, more schools, dismantling the administrative state, friends helping friends when they're attacked, think tanks doing their job, litigating freedom of conscience and religion like Beckett, like Alliance Defending Freedom, 
changing the education system by having people run for school boards, changing criminal justice system, electing leaders who are going to be strong, like Pompeo, like DeSantis. You need people who are warriors who don't back down. So when Disney says, oh, by the way, you're wrong for saying parents have a say, and whether the seven-year-olds are brainwashed about sexual identity, no, Disney, you don't have the right to do that. And guess what? We'll pull your privileges. You think you're the biggest, baddest elephant in the room in the state of Florida? Well, not anymore. What does that tell you? It tells you you have a fighter in DeSantis, bright and principled and won't back down. These are the things you need to do if you're going to counteract, because if you don't realize that you're in a culture war and a war for your country, you're not going to fight like it is a war. Now, the idiots on the other side, oh, he used the term war. He's asking, this is insurrection. He's talking about guns. No, no, no. This ain't guns. This isn't a war. This is a culture war where they're trying to take over your country. As Murray said in his book, there is a war in the West. As Archbishop Chaput said in his book, Strangers in a Strange Land, yes, we are committing civilizational suicide. But all this means is just stop doing that and you fight for your country peacefully, lovingly, as a good Christian. You don't adopt their methodology. You don't violate the law to maintain the rule of law. They'll do that which puts them at an advantage tactically, right? Because it, like, if you're a lawyer and somebody engages in junkyard dog tactics, violating law, no ethics, no nothing, as a lawyer on the other side, you say, well, I can't engage in those tactics. And, and your client says, but they're eating our lunch. They're killing us. And you're tempted to violate some rules because the other side's doing it and getting away with it and nobody, there's no umpire stopping them. No, we have to resist becoming the very thing that we know is wrong and bad. So we're not going to violate the law. We're not going to give up our Christian ethics. Mm -hmm. We are going to love our brothers and sisters. But in the process, like in a hockey game, where the other side may come and hit your kid behind the head and smash him into the wall illegally, and nobody does anything about it, you tell the big guy on your team, the next time you're on the ice, get that guy, Check them legally, ethically, but send them into the next century. Give him a message that they can't do that to our people. They can't do that to our country. Legally, ethically, within the bounds of the rules. Don't do what they do, but make sure they can't do it to you anymore. Judge Henry Saad, we thank you so much for joining us on America's Roundtable, presenting principled solutions, affirming U.S. constitutional principles, and educating, informing, enlightening our fellow Americans about the significance of the rule of law and affirming American exceptionalism. Thank you so much for taking time and being with us today, and we encourage our listeners to certainly share this on podcast platforms, to share it with your friends, your neighbors, your family members. Thank you, Judge Saad, for your leadership. Thank you so much, Judge Saad. All right, guys. Take care. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's two FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations and 50 affiliate stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joe Ladensami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sodorch, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and the Jerusalem Leaders Summit. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leaders 
leading voices from business, government, media, technology, healthcare, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.